Hi, and welcome to Parents on Disney, a travel podcast for parents, by parents. My name's Catherine, and I'm the mother of a three-year-old boy. And my name's Lucy, and I'm a mother of a five-year-old and two-year-old. Well, we are continuing our trend this week with another list of tips. I hope they're as fun to listen to as they are put together. Our list this week is for the parents out there. This is our list of tips for parents making their first trip or their 10th trip. I think there's something for everybody in this list. I find out stuff all the time. I feel like you can't have enough tips. So this list is in no particular order. We will probably jump around. I think biggest tip is you have to be flexible. Yes. If you're a parent, you already know this in life. You just never know. They might wake up one morning and not be into any of it. They mm-hmm. might get tired. They might get sick. They might decide that they're scared of something they've never been scared of before. They won't eat something they've never eaten before. Or eat something they have eaten before and not want to eat it. <laughs> Whatever it is, you have to be prepared for them to throw curveballs at you. Mm-hmm. And we have talked also extensively about having a plan when you go. Still have a plan, but you got to be flexible. A loose plan. A loose plan. (laughs) Part of your planning, I would say also, you want to get them ready for the experience. You want to set yourself up for success. So we would recommend getting your kids involved in the planning and asking them what they want to do, showing them different options, getting them familiar with characters and the idea of going on rides and shows and mm-hmm. right the different things that, that they're going to do. We didn't really watch a lot of movies to get ready. He's just getting to the point where he, depending on the movie, might sit and watch a movie. So what we did more was listen to a lot of music. I got a CD of Disney World theme park music and played it in the car. Mm-hmm. And he now, still, that's all he wants to listen to in the car. <laughs> so that, that was how we got him sort of prepped. And it helped also for him to make a connection right. to a song, to a ride, where he, he knows a lot of the characters, but he certainly hasn't seen a lot of the movies. So it was a way to get him excited about seeing some different things yeah. that he didn't know otherwise. Yeah, ours was mainly doing the point of view rides because describing rides, you can describe them pretty well, but I wanted my daughter to really, you know, you don't want to wait in line somewhere and then get up there and then they're terrified. And and there were a few rides I had described to her and I was like, okay, are you sure? You know, Dinosaur in particular at Animal Kingdom was one that, I mean, she still loves dinosaurs, still obsessed with dinosaurs, but at the time was very obsessed. And if anybody knows, it's very realistic looking. It's a dark ride, lots of twisting and turning, bumpy. And she, I'm still to this day surprised that she wrote it. And she was scared at times, but the funniest thing was the end and looking at our picture my eyes are shut with clamping down on the bar and she's just wide-eyed grinning but having her be prepared early because i would hate to have gotten drawn you can't get off so (laughs) on the ride like right before it started i'm like okay if you get scared Close your eyes. Just keep your eyes closed the whole time. It's really, it's not a long ride. It'll be over before you know it. But we did a lot of watching and and re-watching. Because, of course, though, once we started watching videos, she's like, I want to watch. 
gosh, I want to see it again. So we did a lot of that. She had already seen a lot of movies. Some, most of the classics. The big you ones know, the that big you would ones, see in the park. The beginning of the pandemic. I was like, oh, let's crack open some of these movies she hasn't seen yet. Very princess heavy with her too as well. She's a little bit of both thrills, but also enjoys the princesses and dressing up and that kind of stuff. And so we watched a lot of the classics. And then we did watch a couple of like the newer movies. Yeah, it was mainly watching the ride videos that we had done. It's nice to get them acquainted to that stuff. I know somebody had said, but that just ruins, you know, spoils it. And then they're not surprised. I'm like, yeah, this came from somebody that did not have any kids. So (laughs) in my opinion, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. And for older kids, if you have a kid who is maybe nervous, not so big on rides in general, they're are so many things now on Disney Plus, but also elsewhere, where it shows you, like, how the rides work, Mm -hmm. and, like, how do they make the ghosts on the Haunted Mansion, and, like, see, this, it's just, like, a trick with this glass, and if you can, like, break down any concerns that they might have, and I think it's also fun, too, just to know the story of how the rides came to be, and this is why this is here, and these are the people who built it, and the story behind it. Yeah. Could be a fun way to get older kids ready, too. I just remember being a kid and having that experience of being absolutely terrified after I got off of Mr. Toad. Me too. Yep. I think I thought about that and I was like, if I can prepare her, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to go to Disney and be scared and cry. But that desire of just like, I want everything to be perfect and her to love it just as much as I do. And I and I knew that she would, but I didn't want one little thing to, to ruin, you know, her experience. When you were getting her ready and looking at ride videos and stuff, did you talk about like the height requirements and like this yes. is the stuff you can do and stuff yes. you can't do? Yes, I did do that. I ended up making a list, of course. And I had all of the rides she would be qualified to ride. Mm -hmm. And then out of those, when we watched the ride videos, I asked her, okay, we're going to do as much as we can. But out of these rides, like, what is your top, what are your top, like, five Mm -hmm. rides that you really want to be able to do? But that is so important, I feel like to have them know which ones that they can ride because the disappointment of Mm -hmm. getting up to the beginning of the queue and then finding out, nope, not tall enough. Right. And I think (sighs) when you are already there and you've already walked up to the ride and you're already in that exciting environment and everything, if you find out that you can't go on the ride the disappointment is going to be so much bigger than if you're just sitting at home on your couch looking at a list and saying, oh, well, sorry, Mm -hmm. you're not tall enough to go on that ride. Because that's more abstract than if you're standing there looking at it and it's right there, but you can't go on it. You definitely want to measure your kids before you go. Yes. And look at the height requirements before you go. And to the extent you can, try to like manage the expectations of these are the rides we can do and these are the rides we can't do. And something else that we had done was, so my husband's favorite ride is Space Mountain. So when it came time to ride rides that we knew that she could not go on, I made sure that we had something else in place. Mm -hmm. We weren't just sitting outside of Space Mountain. 
waiting for him to get off. Right. Because as much as she understands that she can't get on it, she's still upset. Well, it's no fun to right. sit there and do nothing to No, wait. no. So <laughs> yeah. that was something that I made sure that we filled in our time. You know, he's going to go off and do Space Mountain, but we get to go do X, Y, and Z. I think we got a treat. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. that was easy peasy. But we tried to do stuff like that. You know, you just don't want to have to sit there and go, I know you want to ride it. And, and we also, you know, next trip, mm-hmm. we'll be back for sure. It's not our final trip. And you gotta eat those vegetables so you can grow we more. Have that so same yeah, you gotta, yeah. I need you to start eating more vegetables so we can get you on more of these rides. Now, did you do any baby swap while you were there? We did baby swap for Soren. We didn't because we were there with my parents, so we did our own sort of baby swap, which was here you go, we're going right, on this ride. Right. But so, how did that work for you? Yeah, so it was a breeze. I really didn't know because I had obviously never done it before and I didn't know what to expect. But we did it for Soren. And my husband and my daughter had gone off to do something. And we were all going to meet at Soren. But when I got there, I was able to go ahead without him being there. I thought he would have to be present. She would have to be present to go ahead and start the process. But we went to the cast member that was standing at the queue and told them that we wanted a baby swap, and they put it in their system. And then when my husband and my daughter got there, since he had just written something to her, that was another thing we did. We tried to literally swap. That was how I missed out on Pirates, but (laughs) that's all right. So we got there. We get in line. We rode Soren, get off, and they were able to go on the ride, and it was easy peasy, and they just... they. They took our information, like our names and stuff. So it was like first person waits in the line, goes on the ride, yeah. and then comes back to the cast member and says, "Okay, I'm back now." The other right. parent is going to go other on parent. the ride. And does that put you into like the lightning lane if you do the baby swap? Like you don't wait through the whole line again. No, you don't have to wait through the whole line again. So yeah, basically they just allowed us to walk through lightning lane. Okay. And yeah, because we didn't get a lightning lane. We kind of winged it and I was kind of checking the times periodically. And it happened to be, I think that was the longest line that we actually waited in. It was about, I, I want to say it was about 40 minutes. He was able to, to also then ride it with her. Mm-hmm. She was so ecstatic. She's like, I get to ride the ride again? <laughs> yeah, and they don't do it on every ride, but they do, there's a list. If you're going with a small child who can't go on a lot of the rides, definitely worth it to look and see which rides have that option and then plan to take, right. take advantage of that. Right. Going off of that, one thing sort of like in general is don't expect that you are going to be together the whole time. No, absolutely You have to not. be willing to <laughs> split up and do mm-hmm. different things, especially if you're going with more than one kid. But um, even if you just have the one saying, okay, he needs some downtime or he needs to do something else and you want to go do this thing, I'll stay with him. You go and do mm-hmm. whatever you want to do and not force the togetherness. I think even without kids, if you're going with a group, same thing. I think people sometimes get into a trap 
where they feel like this is our family vacation and so we have to spend every waking minute together and we're going to move as one unit through the park and we're all going to do the same things at the same time. And I think that's a recipe for disappointment and upset Mm -hmm. feelings because not everybody wants to do the same things at the same time. And you got to let people kind of branch off and and do their own thing. Well, yeah, and my son being... When we went, not even two, it was like he obviously is on a completely different wavelength than than she was. We did a lot of splitting up. Mm -hmm. One take one kid, one take the other, swap. It's just more enjoyable that way, you know, because like you said, not everybody wants to do the same things. And you feel like you're having to drag another kid. And there were certainly things that was like, we are all going to do this together just because that's just the way it worked out. And I think it would just be maddening to try to just always be together for everything. And I don't think it would be very enjoyable. It's just too hard in general to go on a trip and try to all be doing the same thing all the time. It just doesn't work that way. Now, if you are going and you do have a little one that you're going to split off from your group with. We didn't go to, I don't know if you did, but when we came back, a friend of mine actually told me and asked about the baby care centers. Oh, no, I did not. I know, I knew about them. Mm-hmm. I've known about them. Just didn't end up over but there. But just, we, yeah, just didn't. Yeah, I have another friend who is, a, is also a big Disney fan and her girls are much older, but, um, when we got back, she had asked me, no, did you, <laughs> it was one of the things she asked, did you, did you go to the baby care centers? Oh, but and she they, said, oh, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen videos and people rant and rave. Uh-huh. We did not, it just didn't work out, I guess, you know. We to, just didn't feel like we, we needed it or, or ended up in the yeah. area. But if, I wish I would have though. <laughs> well, it, it's a, it's a good spot if you need just somewhere to be quiet and mm-hmm. sit, especially if you have like a you know a baby baby that yes. you want to sit down and you, you're gonna breastfeed or you gotta heat up right. some formula. Or they have options for you to do mm-hmm. that. They have diapers. I have been to the first aid center. Yes. Have you been to the first aid? No, center? but but my husband enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, he got to experience yeah, the. First Aid Center in Hollywood Studios. Well, I don't remember a whole lot of it because it was when I went the first time when I was four. But we got to go to the First Aid Center at Magic Kingdom because I got a splinter under my fingernail from the fence outside of Splash Mountain. Ouch. I remember getting the splinter. (laughs) That's a clear memory. And then I vaguely remember going and then pulling the splinter out and getting a Band-Aid type of deal. But check that out on your park map. Yeah. Just just keep it in mind if you need a Band-Aid or you need baby food. Or yeah, well. <laughs> I so think they're right next to each other, at least in the Magic Kingdom. I don't know quite where the one that my husband went to in Hollywood Studios because I was with my dad and stepmom and the kids. But unfortunately, my husband and my son was also sick, but this was the beginnings of it. Got to Hollywood Studios. We had, it's probably like right before lunchtime and my husband was getting sick and split off and went to the first aid center and he said it was great. He had somewhere to lay down. Mm-hmm. They gave him some, they had like generic kind of type medicines, you know, I asked him, do you need Tylenol? Gave him water, cold compress. I, I'm sad he had to go there, but... 
it's there if you need it. And he said it was a great experience. <laughs> um, he said it was it was quiet in there, you know, AC blasting, and there was like a place that he they had like a pillow for people to lay down in, and so yeah. yeah. Fortunately, Knockwood have not had any major medical happenings there but from what i've heard from other people is that disney is really good even like in a more serious situation where it's like you know oh yeah you fall and you break your wrist or something like yeah. they're very helpful with helping you find the appropriate medical care in the right. area and if you're a hotel guest like they kind of like check up after you and mm-hmm. make sure you're doing okay yeah we had um like i said my son was sick and they were bringing us sheets. I think we went through like three or four sheets that one night. I want to say it was like right before we left to go to Hollywood Studios, we had gotten a call and they didn't know if you need anything else or provide a list of, do- you know, places you can go mm-hmm. if you need an urgent wow. care. Or- yeah. And then, in fact, they called like a couple of days later too to check, you know, wanted to check on your husband and your son. Wow. How are they doing? They actually surprised us with, like, a little free dessert coupon, mm-hmm. like, a couple nights later. It was actually kind of cute because they were like, oh, you know, hopefully your stomachs feel better and mm-hmm. you, your stomach deserves something tasty. Or I don't know Aww. what they said, but it was really sweet. That is really sweet. I know. And I was like, it just made you feel like you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when you're out of town and you're kind of like, Oh, great. What is this? Is it just food poisoning? Is it just like, you know, is this a 24-hour bug? Are we all about to are be we all sick? About, we're all about, we're, I mean, yeah, we're like, I'm like, well, waiting around to get sick now because <laughs> unfortunately they got something. Because we didn't, my, my daughter and I, we never got sick or anything. We all were eating the same stuff mm-hmm. for the most part. So I don't, you know, who knows? But that's the one thing. You go to Disney, you know they're going to go above and beyond to make things right for you, to make you feel like some of the worry was taken away when they were like, we can send you a list of urgent cares. And like, I mean, I can look that stuff up, but just not having to like stress because when you're sick like that, you don't know, like, are we in the thick of it? Is it going to get worse? Yeah, I feel so, like even when you're at home with kids, there's always the point where you're like, are we just going to wait it out? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to go to the doctor? Right. Like, are you just like regular kids sick? Or are you really sick? Right. So, yeah, it's nice to have. Yeah. And especially some when you're on vacation and you're not in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Everything is at your fingertips with smartphones nowadays, obviously, but still, it just takes away some of that worry. Well, I think that's all the more reason to stay on property yes. at a Disney hotel when you go. I think we said before, we're big on property fans. When we go, that's our preference. Mm. But with kids in particular, I think it's even more beneficial to stay on property because you get that level of service. You get your early entry into the parks. Mm-hmm. If you stay deluxe, you get extra time at night the transportation is taken care of for you you aren't having to worry about driving to the park and getting there and parking the car and then getting back to the car and all that stuff you get on the bus you get there you get off come back to the bus the hotels are fun Mm -hmm. it's it's more than just staying at the best western it's all themed right 
You might leave the park, but you go back to your hotel and have more Disney-related... Right, you're in the bubble. Right, and we've talked about deluxe versus moderate versus value before. We think value hotels are great. Save your money for other things. We think that they're great for kids with the theming, big characters, big mm-hmm. statues of all, all different things depending on where you are. But I think if you can swing it, there's really no reason not to right. stay on property. When you book your hotel room, if you're staying in a Disney hotel, you may have the option to book a preferred room. Oh, right. So be closer to access to... Well, it depends. Depends on what what you you want. want. So, like, for us, we wanted to be closer to the bus stop and the main building. I'm trying to think what they call it at All-Star Movies. We've got the food court, and it's got the gift shop, and the front desk, and all that Mm -hmm. stuff is there, and the bus stop. And that was where we wanted to be, because we didn't want to have to lug him and a stroller and everything (laughs) all the way back to the far end of the hotel, my parents wanted to be wanted to be close to coffee. <laughs> that was hey, that I was the top of their list. Was they wanted to be able to just walk two minutes and get coffee in the morning. So we chose that option. You can also pick as part of the preferred room category if you really want to be near the pool. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think that you're going to be doing a lot of pool time or you're planning some pool days during your trip and you want to be open your door and have the pool be right there, you can also make that selection. You can make other requests and Disney doesn't guarantee requests, but you can ask for if you want to be on a certain level. Mm -hmm. So when you make the requests, you rank your priorities. Our priorities were number one, we wanted to be near the bus. Number two, we wanted adjoining rooms because we had two rooms. We had My parents came with us, so they had a room, and then we had a room. So we wanted to have adjoining rooms, and we wanted to be on the ground floor because we really didn't want to do stairs with the stroller and everything. And we got very lucky. We had all three of those accommodations made for us that we were ground floor, near the bus, adjoining rooms. So it doesn't hurt to ask. Certainly be aware that they may not be able to do all of that for you, especially if you're going at a busier time and the hotel is at capacity. That room just might not be available when you come but know that you can make those requests do you want to talk about in the parks what are some of your tips for things to bring what to Mm. wear stuff like that well i would say obviously bring comfortable shoes yes more than one pair more than one pair of comfortable shoes because what i've done in the past is worn tennis shoes and then switched into some kind of a gel kind of sandal or like crocs or something like that because your feet get hot mm-hmm. or, or wet or wet <laughs> nobody wants to walk around in wet tennis shoes it's hot socks. hot floor to sun squishy, uh, squishy. yeah mm-hmm. and, the worst. And, it, and it rubs something i always have are the moleskins mm-hmm. and i like to have those for the most part i've gotten a few decent pair of tennis shoes that i haven't had rub but you never know sometimes Tennis shoes that I've had for a while just all of a sudden start rubbing in some weird spot. Mm-hmm. And well, that's because you don't usually walk 10 miles a day. Well, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't. Yeah, my strategy is 
I will bring two pairs and then alternate every day. Yeah. And then just throw like a pair of flip flops in my backpack for right. the wet shoe. The wet conundrum. shoe. Right. Exactly. But I love those moleskins because you can put those on, they stick, they stay on there. They're not uncomfortable to wear and they give that extra layer of protection. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got a good pair of socks. I like a good thick mm-hmm. sock. Keep your foot protected. Now, do you do the chafe stick? Oh, yes. Yeah. Chub, rub, all the way. Well, that, but also on on your feet, too. Oh, yes. Um, On your toes and your heels. The balls of my feet, Mm -hmm. yes. But, um, So it's like Mm pre-blister, chafe stick, Mm post-blister, moleskin. Yeah, I'm lathering that on before we go Mm -hmm. out the door. Yep, same, yeah. And I'm throwing it in the bag to reapply... He didn't really have any shoe problems because he pretty much made us carry him everywhere. Yeah. So it wasn't a problem so much for him, but... Yeah, mine were riding in the stroller for the most part. But I did take that into account if my daughter just decided she wanted to walk. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that would happen, but I said, watch, that's going to be... She's not, for some odd reason, not going to want to have to ride in the stroller, which she did, and it... Any moment she could be in it, she was. Things like sunscreen. I always make sure I have some kind of Advil, Tylenol, something along those lines in the bag. Portable chargers. Yes. Which my husband did not have to use, but I had to use for my phone because, of course, I'm the one yeah, on the app. I'm yeah, on we, the app and we making all the really, plans. Not and, really needing to use them, but we certainly had them. Well, bringing multiple pairs of shoes for sure, but also bringing, I think, a variety of clothing. Yes. We were there in November, which in Florida is sort of an in-between season, mm-hmm. where in the morning it was cool, and then in the afternoon it was hot. So yep. it was like for every day that we went, we had a pair of pants for him and a pair of shorts for him. So he could have pants on in the morning and then shorts yep. on in the afternoon. And then, obviously, multiple shirts, because you just never know. Mm-hmm. You're going to get wet. You're going to have a Mickey bar and get covered in chocolate. Yep. Like, uh, he could have been there for two weeks, and he would have had enough clothes, probably. <laughs> Another thing that we brought with us was ear protection. We were not sure how he was going to feel about, like, the fireworks and stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't do any fireworks with him, but we did go to Fantasmic. And we were pretty far back, so I feel mm-hmm. like he, I don't know, he probably would have been okay without him, but I put them on him, and he kept them on the whole time. Wow. So he seemed to like it. Now, we've tried to use them at other things since then, and he's been less <laughs> receptive to yeah. it. If you don't know how they're going to react, or you right. know that they definitely don't appreciate loud noises, even beyond fireworks, like the parade music can be pretty loud, some of the mm-hmm. rides can be pretty loud. If you know that you have a kid who can be sensitive to noise, I would certainly plan to to bring those with you. Another thing that we got, we got a bracelet made for him that oh, had our phone numbers right. on it. Mm-hmm. So I had looked at getting those like temporary tattoos with your contact uh-huh. information. And I was just worried that like if it got wet or something, how was that going to do? I have a bracelet, which I think was like 8 or $9. And on the outside, it had my phone number and my husband's phone number. And then on the inside, it had his name. Because I didn't want to put like his name on no, the outside. right, right. But I figure, okay, if somebody's gotten close enough to him (laughs) that they can take the bracelet off and flip it around and see his name, then, like, they've already got him. So they might as well know his name. And he, I mean, he wore it every day without any complaints. And 
it just made me feel better to have it just in case. Oh, for sure. It's a safety thing. It makes sense. My daughter had her own backpack, Mm -hmm. which she didn't want to carry a lot of things. It was nice for her to wear that when she was out of the stroller because she, for the most part, is not going to run off. Mm-hmm. But she had that, and I could. It was sparkly. It was a Minnie Mouse. It was super sparkly, bright purple, and so it was a good identifier mm-hmm. to kind of. You could see it corner of your eye, and you saw that she was still walking along and was there. Plus. She had her water bottle. She had her autograph book. But it was nice that she had her own bag. Mm-hmm. She was responsible for, you know, with her water bottle in it. And that she didn't have to keep asking, you know, if she could get it out herself. And she had some other little things in there. I think we had, like, some snacks for her. We had a backpack for him, but it was mostly for the leash. Yes. <laughs> Which he... Like I said before, <clears throat> mostly wanted us to carry him everywhere. He was good, like, in the morning when we first were like, we're going to get up and go. He would wear the backpack, and we had, like he said, his water bottles and snacks. Just, like, small stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So he could feel like he was had his backpack with his stuff in it. And he was fine, for the most part, with the leash. And he really didn't go too far. So I would recommend a leash. If you have a kid who's not going to really, like, take off at a full sprint... <laughs> And, you know, knock you down, then it's probably fine. He liked it because it was a Mickey backpack, so he was into it. But he definitely wasn't going to wear it, like, all day by any means. No. So we talked about snacks. I think that's another thing in and of itself is bring your snacks with you. Yes, and bring more than you think you probably need. Have some snacks in your hotel, Amazon, or whatever grocery delivery service you like. Have some stuff delivered to your hotel. Have snacks in your room for them to pick and snack on. Bring some in the park. If you don't bring snacks, you're going to be bankrupt at the end of the day buying your snacks in the park. So bring Mm -hmm. some snacks with you. And then the other nice thing about that is that it's stuff that you know that they like and are going to eat. You're not going to spend the money on something and then they say, nope, don't like it. Right. Yeah, we um, went through every night that we got back from a park. I was repacking the backpacks, char- recharging everything, but, like, the snacks. I actually remembered we actually did another Amazon delivery mm-hmm. because we went through so many, snacks. so many snacks. My daughter's, like, a fruit monger. Just, she would eat a bucket of strawberries if I let her just sit. Mm-hmm. We wanted to maximize what we were doing, so definitely had some downtime, but it was, like, we're snacking, we're walking. Yep. We're getting to the next destination. Sit in the stroller, here's your applesauce mm-hmm. pouch. Here yep. we go. Yep. yep. Let me hand you something else and something else and something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the subject of eating, something I had on my list was if you're going to do a character meal, mm-hmm. don't do it like day one. No. If you know, if you've been before and you know how they're going to react, fine. But we we knew we wanted to do a character meal. And we didn't know how the character part of it was going to be. So we planned ours for Thursday. Yep. With the thought that if we go and we meet a couple characters first day or two that we're there and he is totally freaked out, then we'll just cancel it. Right. I didn't want to be the parent 
who paid all this money to go to the character meal, and then your kid is under the table, cowering in terror because they're mm-hmm. afraid of the characters. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do a character meal, I would recommend it if you've never done it before. I think it was fun. Mm-hmm. Again, tempering expectations. Mickey is not coming to sit down at your table and eat lunch with you. Right. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of he's people to mingle. We had lunch at Garden Grill, and they came by, and they interacted with all the kids, and it was like, take a quick picture, and then they were on to the next one. And then pretty soon after, the next character would come, and they came around twice. We saw everybody twice. So I didn't feel like they cheaped out on on character interaction or anything, but- Oh, no, not- It was quick. Yes, it is quick. Yeah, it is quick. I mean, they're not going to sit there for 10 minutes. You're going to get your time, though. They make sure, Mickey makes sure he gets, says hello and gets a picture and a hug and a kiss or whatever you want. Now, we did do Cinderella's Roll Table Day 1. Right. Well, I was going to say, I think if you are going to do one day one, it's probably easier if it's face characters, where it's not somebody with a giant, you know, mouse head on them, and it's more like a human being. Though, she was terrified of Cinderella. Mm. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say terrified, but I think reality hit, and... When Cinderella was standing in front of her and hi, hello, she was was overwhelmed. She was very overwhelmed and wanted her dad to hold her while we took the picture, and wanted to be on the side that was furthest away from poor Cinderella. Of course, and I'm sitting over there, even though my child is like. You know, oh, I don't know. This is, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. I'm like crying. Oh, I was, mommy, why are you crying? Like, if you have kids, sweetheart, you'll know one day. Because Cinderella immediately just, she just jumped in. And, oh, Gus Gus, he was a little shy too. And, you Aww. know, turned the whole thing around despite my child being so overwhelmed I think that's what it really was. It was like, she was so excited. I mean, we got off the bus and she just was like, saw the castle and was just wanting to like, come on, go, 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 come on. (laughs) You know, get inside. And I think it reality hit like, oh, this is real. And like, there is Cinderella in the flesh in front of me. And then of course, my son was like, where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> Who is this woman dressed up talking to me? He didn't cry by all means, but he was clinging on my arm for dear life. But she was great. I mean, the, all the characters are great and they, they interact so well with them and they, they make you feel so welcome. They connect with everybody. That's out of many reasons why. I like to go to Disney. Yeah, I think you should try with the characters. Yes. Even if you, in the past, you've been and you haven't, like, oh, why am I going to wait in line to meet a person in a suit? Okay, uh, yeah, I could, I could get that perspective. But if you're going with your kids for the first time, at least try it out if they have, like, a favorite character mm-hmm. and see how they do. Because you might be surprised. Because to them, it's real. Right. Right. They're, they're right. like a Mickey or Rapunzel or whatever, and, like, it's the real deal to them. Yeah. Well, we got suckered by Disney, and we bought the photo pass. Oh, man. Yeah. 
buying the memory maker mm-hmm. pass when you book your trip will probably end up being less expensive than buying all of these all of them, photos. Yeah. I thought about getting the photo pass and then I didn't and we ended up doing a lot more meeting and greeting than I expected to because mm-hmm. he just loved it so much. And so and we had two days at Epcot. So there was one day where it was like, what else are we going to do? And we went and we met everybody. So they take these pictures and then the pictures are just so cute. Mm-hmm. My mom saw them and she said, well, we'll split it with you. We'll pay for half. So we did fall into Disney's trap of the, the photo pass photographers. <laughs> but, so if, you, if you're expecting that you are going to, be meeting a lot of characters, it's probably worth it to you to just go ahead and pay for it up front. All right, while we're on the subject of in the parks, strollers, if you have little ones, you've talked some about your daughter wanted to be in the stroller all the yes. time. Yeah. My son didn't want to be in the stroller hardly at all. <laughs> Couple thoughts about strollers. Number one, even if your kids aren't necessarily stroller riders in your everyday life anymore, they might they might be appreciated to Disney where they can sit. You <laughs> my, know. my same friend I was talking about who raved about the baby care center, the oldest stroller usage they had was when the girls were seven. They got a stroller and the girls were like, why, <laughs> why are we getting a stroller? And then they ended up loving it. They got a double stroller for the two of them and they, they ended up using it even though they were old enough that they didn't necessarily need it. But by the end of the day, I would like to be pushed around in the stroller. <laughs> Tell me about it. So. Yeah. Well, and plus, when they're not in the stroller, you can give your back a break right. and put the backpack yes. down. Because- Our stroller ended up being a stuffed storage right storage (laughs) put your things down now the one thing i wish i would have done more of is making it easier to identify Mm -hmm. because you get your stroller parked and that stroller parking and everybody pretty much has a black stroller i mean you know they make strollers in different colors but a lot of people have black well strollers and (laughs) if you rent which if you can bring your own i think it's easier because then you don't have to deal with the rental and everything but if you do rent a stroller then they really all look alike yes right you see multiples of the same ones yeah right and for the most part i will say it was pretty easy now cast members will move strollers So that's something to keep in mind. They will rearrange strollers. So there were times where you're like, you come out of an attraction and you're like, you think you're like, oh, we parked it right here. No, it was was moved because they had to make more room. Right. There are some locations that are designated stroller parking. Like the one that comes to mind for me is in Epcot. Yes. Outside of the seas and the land. Mm -hmm. You can't bring a stroller. You cannot bring a stroller inside. Right. So. It's a big building, and there's a lot of people going into it, so it's just a sea of strollers Mm -hmm. outside the building, and then as people go get their stroller and go elsewhere with it, cast members will fill in that space. Right. And so your stroller was here, and now it's all the way over Yeah, we encountered that a few times, and it it had moved Mm -hmm. quite a distance away, so that's something to keep in mind, that if you have a stroller that is a lot of people have on Etsy, I didn't get one for this last trip, but I contemplated it. There's people that make stroller signs. Mm-hmm. You can get, you know, custom made and they're cute and they have your name or they have some kind of identifying thing. I kind of wish I would have done that. Well, a lot of people, oh, you get a balloon. Yeah. So we had a balloon, which 
it was annoying, a little bit blowing in the wind and stuff, but it helped to see from a distance. That, that Mickey balloon. Yeah, from a distance. Mm-hmm. Of course, $30 because we had to also get an Anna and Elsa Ugh. frozen yeah, balloon well, for my daughter. But you, know, you gotta get yeah. the other one. So we had two balloons tied to the stroller, and that made it easy. Well, what we ended up doing, which we didn't start with this, but we ended up there, was we had gotten some locator tags for our luggage, and they come with an app where you can hit a button on the app and it will make it beep. Right. So we ended up taking one of the locator tags from our luggage, putting it onto our stroller, Mm -hmm. and then if we were out in the sea of strollers, we could just hit the button and then listen for the beep. Because we had a little collapsible umbrella stroller and Mickey one and they were everywhere because they actually sold we saw I think it was at Hollywood Studios that almost exact stroller almost yeah I was gonna say they they <laughs> it wasn't quite the same but it was very very similar, similar. it was very mm-hmm. similar so we saw a lot of those though I would suggest if you are gonna bring your own stroller if you can condense yourself down to as small of a stroller as you can get because we had a big like a jogging stroller it was our primary stroller and i think if we had brought that with us that would have been first of all in the airport Mm. and on the airplane such a hassle and it does fold up sort of but not very small so it would have been i think a big hassle in the airport it would have been a a big hassle like on the bus right and off the bus you know and security and everything so we got i think it was 25 bucks at Walmart, this little umbrella Mickey stroller that folds up, folds up real small. We could hold it with us, like in the seat on the bus. Yes, and so it didn't have really anything as far as storage. No cup holders. We did get a stroller organizer bag that has like Velcro loops that you can Velcro it to the handles of the stroller, and then it hangs down on the back. So we did end up putting some stuff in that, and that had some cup holders. So we made it work for us, and I think that ended up being a worthwhile trade-off for us to have less storage in the stroller, but just easier to carry around. Obviously, if you're going with an infant who is not going to be able to sit in a stroller like that, you got to do what you got to do. Also, if you are hoping your kid's going to nap in the stroller, that probably wouldn't have been a good napping stroller because it didn't recline. So in that situation, maybe you you do want to bring a heavy-duty stroller. Mm -hmm. But for us, with a little bit older kid, it just made more sense to to bring a small If you get a new stroller prior to the trip, make sure you can quickly maneuver it. Yes. (laughs) Learn how it folds and unfolds quickly so when you're getting on and off of the bus, Mm -hmm. you're able to snap it up, get on the bus, and... Like ours being a double, it was, I think ours is only like 20 pounds, pretty light, Mm -hmm. which is what I liked. And it folds up pretty slim, enough that you can hold it, you know, on both sides, riding in front of you. So your arms are not outstretched trying to Mm -hmm. hold the stroller and your kids and (laughs) jumping around and makes it nice when you can just easily get on and off of the bus. There's not that pressure looming. You're that person. Yeah, you're holding up the you're line. You're holding up the yes. line. <laughs> yes. Yeah, your kid's sitting in the stroller, and then you're about to get on the bus, and you got to get get them out and then pull yeah. the stroller up. And Yeah, you want, you want to practice to make sure you can do it quickly. We're starting to kind of get to our 
rapid fire, I guess, part of our list. Stuff that's kind of random, scattered. So I think we'll just go through the rest of it quickly. We talked about this, I think, previous episode about using gift cards for budgeting mm-hmm. for souvenirs. So won't go into too much depth about it again. But if you have an older kid who understands the concept of money and having a budget and everything, putting their spending money for the week on a gift card and giving it to them and letting them make the decisions about using it. They get a receipt every time they make a purchase that tells them how much they have left. We feel like that's a little bit easier just to keep track of Mm -hmm. and maybe saves you a little bit of nagging (laughs) from them. Right. If you have a kid who is... A borderline napper. If they sometimes nap, sometimes don't nap, don't try to force the nap. Because you're just going to take a lot of your time out of your day and getting back to your hotel and trying to get them Mm -hmm. to unwind and take a nap. And then on the other end of the day, getting back to your hotel at night and trying to get them to go back to sleep. We tried it. We started out trying to do naps. We gave up halfway through the week, and it just worked a lot better. Park hopping, we've also talked about this. Not worth it. Don't. Again, we've gone on into this in a previous episode and I don't want to totally skip these things because I know that not everybody has necessarily listened to everything that we've talked about before but there are situations in which park hopping might be worth it to you if you're going with young kids no it's not going to be worth it to you you don't need to spend that time traveling between the parks spending more money making it more complicated you you don't want to park hop one thing you do want to make sure is that you give yourself enough time so right if you're going with young kids, I think you need at least two days in the mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom because that's where most of the stuff that they can do right. is going to be there. And most of the characters that they're interested in right. and the parade and all that stuff is going to yeah, be there. Yeah, most of the stuff that they're familiar with is going to be there. And if you try to do it all in one day, it can be done, but it's very tight and stressful i think mm-hmm. and if you have two days where you can do half the park in one day and half the park in the other day it's just calmer and more relaxed experience and i think it also then if you miss something mm-hmm. the first day and you can tell them well we're gonna come back on friday right. and we'll have another chance to do it then i think that also can head off some yeah because my daughter drama. we left on our first magic kingdom day and she <laughs> she was like, but we didn't get to do this. We, I'm like, we have a whole other day, I promise. Or also just being able to do something again mm-hmm. that she really loved. Yeah. If you're in a position where you're going down and we're only going to be there for a couple days before we go on a cruise or something. <laughs> really, if you're only there for two days, just go to Magic Kingdom for two days. Yes. <laughs> but if you don't want to go to Magic Kingdom for two days... If you have a kid who is not really able or wanting to do a lot of rides, I would probably do Magic Kingdom and then either Epcot or Animal Kingdom, just depending on are they like an animal kid or do they like the characters? Like, what's their vibe? Mm -hmm. If they are a ride kid, then probably Magic Kingdom and then either Hollywood Studios or Epcot, Mm -hmm. just depending again on... I know. What I think they're they neck like? and neck. You know, this would be a great time for people to weigh in. Yeah, let us know what yeah, you think. Let us know what you think. What is your favorite park as an adult, but also for kids? We're getting to the end of our list. Talked a little bit about flying with kids, previous episodes, and keeping them busy and stuff like that. 
And I think I mentioned the harness that we had gotten for him, this mm-hmm. cares harness. So if you're like us and you're trying not to bring a car seat and deal with that, small collapsible stroller, this harness thing mm-hmm. slides over the back of the airplane seat, buckles through with the seatbelt and everything. And then he's buckled in, he's safe, he's strapped in. You get there, you take it all off, you fold it up in its little bag, you throw it in your bag and you go on your way. So I recommend that, especially if you're planning on doing other flights. Mm-hmm. Maybe you live far away from family or something and you know that you're going to be taking more flights. It's a little pricey. I think it was like $75, $80. But if you're going to use it for multiple trips, then right. I think it's a good use of money. Last few thoughts, just just to to wrap up. We asked our kids <laughs> for their advice. So my three year old, I tried to explain the concept to him of if a mommy and daddy were taking their kids to Disney, what would you tell them? And he, and he said, "Don't go." And the reason he said "Don't go" is because he wants to go and be there. He said, "Can we go tomorrow?" So well, no, sorry, but he wants to be there, just us, and he doesn't want other people there getting in his way. So, well, so his advice I mean, was a little biased. <laughs> so his advice wasn't maybe too helpful. But I did also ask my husband. I said, "What would you if you had friends who were going and taking their kids for the first time? What would you what would you tell them?" He had it was funny when I first asked him the question. He kind of had this face. I was like. Man, I don't know. And then he, <laughs> then once he started thinking about it, he had a few. One thing he said was, "Don't fall victim to the sunk cost fallacy," mm-hmm. which is the idea that once you've invested a lot of time or money into something, that you have to see it through to the end. So with Disney trip, the money is already spent, so you can either do things to increase your enjoyment, or you can be inflexible and say, "Well, we spent all this money to be here, so we have to do X, Y, Z things." We have to stay in the park all day. We can't go back and take a break. We can't swim in the pool. We have to do all these things because we've paid all this money. Right. right. If you paid all the money and you don't have a good time, then it's you're not wasting worth it. the money. Right. You're, you're not going to like get money back because you checked off all the boxes <laughs> on some list. Like the money is gone. Do what you can to have a good time. Another thing that he said is don't let a bump derail your trip. So we talked in the very beginning about being flexible. It's being flexible with kids, but it's also just being flexible with the circumstances and the things that mm-hmm. are happening around you. So if you have one thing that you really want to do, and then for whatever reason, Rise of the Resistance uh, shuts down when you're in line and you can't get back to it, which happened to us, to not let one thing be the determiner of whether or not you had a good trip. Mm-hmm. And I think when people complain about Disney... They will say, well, we didn't get a reservation for Cinderella's Royal Table and that ruined our trip and stuff like that. And I think you have to look at it cumulatively Mm -hmm. that you may have bumps in the road. You had your husband and your son got sick. Yep. Stuff is going to happen. But if you can take a step back from it and say, okay, well, that's a bummer that I couldn't get this reservation I wanted, the ride shut down, it rained, we got sick, whatever. But if you can look at the whole trip and take a step back from that bad thing and say, okay, but overall, we had a good time. Right. You can try to bring that attitude into it and 
Hopefully your kids can also try to embrace some of that too. You'll just be a lot happier than if you just focus on this one bad thing happened and now the whole rest of my trip is ruined. The last thing that he said was designate somebody to be, and this was his words, the crisis hero. So what he meant by that was it's easier to deal with situations when things go wrong if you have somebody who is going to be the person who's going to decide to be responsible for fixing it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, he really wanted to do the lightsaber building. That was the one thing he wanted to do. And it worked out great for us. We were able to do it. My parents took our son. They did, I don't even remember. They did whatever they did. We went and did that. If for some reason there had been a crisis during that time frame, something, you know, our son was sick or something, I would have been the quote unquote crisis hero. It would have been my responsibility to have dealt with whatever the problem was. If there was something that I really wanted to do that was really important to me and our son has to go back, take a nap, whatever it is, he would have taken on the responsibility. Mm -hmm. So instead of like, we're both stressed, we're both trying to figure out, we're both running around, like one person is calling the airline or whatever the thing is, is and let the other person continue to try to have fun and enjoy the trip instead of ruining it for both of you. For both of you. Yeah. And I know that you asked your daughter about her tips. <laughs> <laughs> she was very specific and wanted everybody to know that to let the kids know, which I told her it was really about the parents. Yeah, all but. of her tips were more kid gear yeah which which is fine i mean they're part of the reason that's her perspective that's what she's thinking about so the dinosaur is actually very scary they're not like cartoon dinosaurs they're real dinosaurs but not real dinosaurs mommy they're (laughs) (laughs) they they look look very real And she didn't have a whole lot other to say. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. That's the most important thing. That's the most important. Yeah, she, yeah, the the specific thing about dinosaur and then, yeah, have have a good time. And, oh, she actually, she did mention eat ice cream. A good way to have fun. So, yeah, you're having fun and your taste buds are having fun. Yeah, well, I would say actually she's hit on a really good piece of advice, which is something that our family has lived by. If you get to the point where you're not having fun, like you're hot and cranky, the line was too long, whatever, stop and go get an ice cream. Mm -hmm. And just sit and eat your ice cream and almost guaranteeing you will feel better. Yeah. Because once you get kind of on a negative roll where right. you've had a bad experience and then you got your dark cloud hanging over you, you got to like break it off, mm-hmm. go get your ice cream, reset, sit, relax, and then you'll feel more able right. to go right. on with the rest of your day. So very wise words from her. <laughs> All right, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I don't think so. All right, I think we've ranted and waited long enough. (laughs) If you have any tips out there that we didn't mention today, certainly let us know. Yeah, I'm always looking for any tips and tricks. Well, we're looking for tips and tricks, but also our experience is with younger kids. So if you have preteens, teenagers, give us all those tips so we can be ready. Right, get us ready. (laughs) Before you know it, it will be here. All right, well, this was fun. As always. We'll see you next time. All right, see ya. Bye-bye.